This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLORGTZ, and with me today I have... Hi, I'm LaserKid. And today we're going to talk about episode 4 of the Demon Slayer dub on Tanami. A very impactful episode. Yeah, this is, this is a good one, and we get a, quite a bit of action in comparison to the last few episodes in this one, too. Definitely. Get quite a bit of uh, Tanjiro fighting, which is good stuff. Yeah, you can't go wrong with some uh, Tanjiro fighting. But uh, let's not beat around the bush. Let's just go straight into recap in this episode. Sounds good. Our episode starts off with uh, kind of a little bit of uh, retreading of last week's episode where we see Tanjiro slicing uh, Sabito's mask. And it turns out that he's also sliced the boulder in half, which means that he's finally passed the last test that Urodaki gave him. So now he can go to the final selection. Um, and before before he like leaves to Urodaki mentions that initially he never intended to let Tanjiro go to the final selection because he doesn't want to see another student die there, which is a good foreshadowing for uh, what happens later in this episode. That it is. Crazy stuff coming. <laughs> yeah, so after this, uh, they just kind of have a nice little, like, last dinner for Tanjiro in, like, uh, Urokodaki's hut. Really touching. Yeah, it's, like, a really, like, sweet moment. Like, you can tell the, like, Urokodaki really cares about Tanjiro. And, yeah, it's just kind of, like, really has this, like, nice, like, ambiance to it. And, like, they're using, like, a really good, uh music track to back it all. It just, like, gives you, like, a nice little respite before, uh, the action to come. <laughs> oh, yes. So, uh, after Tanjiro has his dinner and, uh, goes to sleep, on the next day, he heads out to the final selection. And, uh, before he, like, parts, he tells Orokodaki to say hi to, uh, Sabato and Makomo for him. And Orokodaki is kind of surprised. Um, and like he's thinking to himself, how does Tanjiro know the names of the dead? I mean, when, when that happened for me the first time reading the manga, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, when I like first saw, read that too, I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I was very happy to see them last episode. I'm like, there they are. I know what's going on, but it's good to see you. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so Tanjiro heads to the final selection, and uh, there's a good slew of, like, small cameos here um, in this, like, little montage when he gets there. I love seeing Zenitsu. It's my boy. Yeah, so I guess, like, we might as well just mention all the characters that are there, since, like, their names aren't that much of spoilers. Not really. Yeah, so we have uh, our yellow-haired good boy, um, Zenitsu. Man who is sleeping through life. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you can uh, hit me now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have uh, Kanao, uh, the 
young girl with the black hair. And then Genya, the boy with the scar on his face. So they'll become important uh, later on in the series. Um, Two characters that also will become important way later in the series are the two like young children announcers for the final selection. uh, Kiria, and I believe the other one's name is... What is it? It's uh, Kanata. Man, even I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah, so they'll become like important like way later, like several, several like arcs further down. But for now, they're just uh, there, like handling the final selection. So yeah, they uh, so uh, Kiria and Kanata just kind of go through the uh, rules of the final selection, explain like uh, how exactly it works, and like basically. They have these, like, wisteria flowers, like, around the this, like, surrounding, or, like, arena-type forest area. and It's they, on a mountain, if I recall right. Yeah, it's on, like, a mountain. And, like, they basically have to stay in there for, I think... It's a week or something like that? Something like that. I Yeah, I think it's, like, a week. Yeah, seven nights. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's, like, seven nights to get to survive. And, uh... What I like about that is it's like, oh, well, we're not going to lock you in. It's just you go out, you, you fail. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's obviously going to be very dangerous because the flowers were basically guarding off people from the demons. So when you're in there, like, there's just swarms of demons. Oh, yeah, that's it's it's, it's uh, the demon prison, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. So they all just kind of have to head in there. And Tanjiro kind of just ventures in. Oh, so one thing I think we uh, forgot to mention is uh, um, earlier on, after Tanjiro finished his training, he explains, like, what finally allowed him to, like, master, like, his uh, sword techniques was that he could, like, smell, like, the line of, like... Yeah, the scent, um, he he sees a line that connects right to the person that tightens when he's got that scent. Yeah, that that is a really cool ability he's got. Yeah, it's really interesting, because it, like, helps you visualize how he's, like, preparing his strikes. So, um, as The visual on that is is amazing in the anime, I gotta say. For sure, it has this, like, really, like, delicate, like, string animation. Honestly, it feels almost like out of the Matrix or something. (laughs) Sorta, Yeah. So, like, we actually get to see this come into play uh, when he encounters two demons right away when he uh, goes into the final selection area. And, like, yep. these two demons are uh, really rowdy. Like, they're actually fighting over Tanjiro. That's my meal. No, mine. No, mine. Yeah, it kind of shows you demons aren't necessarily friendly to each other, even. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a free-for-all uh Whoever finds the meat first is the owner of the meat type thing. I think we got a bit of a hint in that in episode two with uh, the demon and... Uh, ah, my brain just died on me. That demon in the um, temple that was like... Yeah, the, the demon in the temple is like, hey, this is my territory. It's like, oh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Tanjiro basically uh, takes him down. He's like super nervous, but he manages to like pull through and just... Uh, Cut them with, like, uh, his water-breathing attack with a beautiful animation sequence. Oh, God, that's so pretty. Yeah, I really love how they animate kind of the visualization of, like, the water. It's just really Yeah, cool. I mean, it was 
it was cool in the manga, but in the anime, it's just like, whoa, that's a lot of color. Yeah, because it's also kind of in motion, too, in the anime, so like it, it just really works well. And yeah, we also get an explanation of the uh, Nichiren sword that you need to use to kill a demon. Like, they're weak at the neck, but if you don't use a Nichiren sword, you're just going to regenerate. Yeah, which kind of makes sense why, like, uh, that demon in, like, episode two was still alive after, like, Tanjiro. Getting a hatchet to the neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so after this, uh, Tanjiro's kind of just, like, wander around, and he notices that there's actually a giant demon with a bunch of hands that's uh, attacking a bunch of the other uh, applicants. And we get the biggest tool ever. Um being terrified of the thing, which I don't blame him for being terrified, but he's still the biggest tool. Yeah, the one like coward guy who's just like, it's just like, uh, I'm running away now, bye. Yeah, so like Tanjiro notices like a bunch of people are getting captured by this thing. Um, so Tanjiro just goes up and tries to save them and cuts off one of like the hand demon's hands. But uh, this hand demon isn't going down easily, and. The demon itself reveals that it's been alive for like 47 years or something like that. Like he was saying, it's the Taisho period and he goes all the way back to the Edo period when Rokodaki threw him in there. Yeah. So like uh, he's like consumed like 50 people and 13 of those uh, people have been Rokodaki's uh, students. Yeah. He's mad that uh, Rokodaki threw him in here and uh, he's been getting his revenge but like eating the students who all have that fun, wonderful, wonderful mask that uh, Orokodaki uh, gave Tanjiro. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Orokodaki uh, gave uh, Tanjiro, like, a uh, handcrafted... It's a warding mask. Yeah, it's like a like warding that. mask that he handcrafted. Um, and he gives it to all his students. And uh, the irony of it is that the hand demon has been using that to pick out the uh, students of his. Yeah, it's kind of sick, but uh, hey, that's a demon for you. Yeah, and he uh, reveals that he is the one who killed uh, Sabito and uh, Makomo. Yep, fun times for that. Yeah, the worst part too is that he like goes into detail on how he like killed them. Yeah, it it, it doesn't get easier anytime I see it, and in, in, in anime form, just actually visually seeing you know their bodies kind of get destroyed is is a little bit disturbing, but like, it works. He, like tore off Bakomo's limbs like piece by piece. It's like oof. Yeah, so uh obviously this makes Tanjiro very pissed. As it would anyone. Yeah, so uh he kinda goes in in like a raging force to try to cut down the hand demon, but the hand demon punches him in like the chest with one of his hands. It's a very handy technique. <laughs> I'm going to go hide, hide in my hole now. Um, and, uh, yeah, so during this fight, too, we also have uh, Sabito and the Makomo kind of commentating back near Orokodaki's uh, kind of home, where they're saying, like, can Tanjiro do it? Will he be the one to defeat the hand demon? Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing the part of uh, the speed wagon in this right now. It's kind of great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, one thing Sabito says is that he, uh, Tanjiro was the one who cut the biggest boulder of them all. So if anyone can cut off the hand demon's neck, it's going to be him. I love that detail because it points out, well, it reinforces rather, Okudaki didn't want to send Tanjiro. He gave him the biggest, strongest boulder he could find. Yeah, I have a feeling that like Orokodaki probably had an assumption that there is 
some really powerful demon in there that was killing all students. And you, you'd figure it out after, like, the third or fourth one, I think, and it was, like, what, 15? <laughs> yeah, so, like, he probably was like, okay, if someone has to go in there, they have to be able to, like, be powerful enough to, like, cut a giant boulder. And, uh, sure enough, Tanjiro uh, is, like, kind of in a comatose state, but he's woken up by, uh... It's one of his brothers, isn't it? Yeah, it's like one of his brothers, like he's having like a dream sequence, and his brothers like tell him to like wake, wake up. Wake up, yeah. So like he suddenly wakes up and springs like into action and like avoids uh, the hand demons like attacks. Yeah, he smells then, them coming from underground, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, so then he just kind of does another assault forward um, and starts maneuvering like crazy around the hand demon. Like, actually, like, gets on, like, one of, like, the handyman's, like, arms and starts running up and then jumping to prepare his strike. And the handyman's like, uh, he can't cut my neck off. I'll just, like, kill him after he fails, like everyone else. Yeah, he even comments about how uh, Sabito tried, and he was the strongest, and he couldn't do it either. <laughs> but, uh, against all odds, Tanjiro, uh... Powers up his sword and swings and cuts off the hand demon's head. And what a beautiful way to end that episode. Yeah, the entire like animation sequence too with it is just really well done. I mean that's that's just been the whole show, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean good animation's kinda of par for the course with you at the table. Yeah. Pretty much, but hey, I'll take it, man. They they're doing a great job. Yeah, so that basically concludes the episode. That it does. So yeah, that, that was a, a doozy. Yeah, a lot to, to go through. I actually ended up watching it twice before we did this, like last night and just before we did this. Just because there's a lot to go through. It's worth noting that the Hand Demon was uh, voiced by Kirk uh, Thornton. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, so he did a really good job, oh, I think. Oh yeah, no, he, he, he got the creep factor perfect for that character. It was beautiful. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to remember who voiced him in Japanese. I think it was... Yeah, I'm definitely at the point where I'm not, I am haven't seen the Japanese episodes anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it was uh, Takihito Koyasu who voiced him in Japanese, who voices uh, Dio in JoJo. That feels appropriate as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, really fitting casting there. He's not the strongest bad guy in uh, Demon Slayer, but he's one of the more insidious ones, so that works pretty well. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, really, this is just like a really good episode overall. Like it, kind of uh, after like kind of all the buildup we've had the like first like three episodes, it kind of starts like diving into more of the payoff of all that buildup. Like Tanjo's finally getting to like the more meat of the fighting. Oh yeah, and what I love, absolutely love. He sees random two demons, and he just goes at him, takes him, he's like, I'm getting better at this. And then beautiful Tondro, being the man that he is, still prays for them because that's who he is. Yeah, it's like all those little subtle details. Like, he doesn't have any, like, genuine animosity towards these demons. He, like, gets frustrated at them and gets mad at them at times. But, like, at the end of the day, he doesn't hate demons. No, he wants to stop them from hurting innocent people, but I don't think he hates them either, um, which is one of the things I love about him. He's a great character for this because he 
contrasts with other demon slayers for it. Yeah, for sure. But then we go up against the um, the handy guy, the hand demon. I'm going to make more puns probably. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I love this when characters do this because a lot of people misunderstand courage is just being fearless. That's not what it is. Courage is being scared and acting anyway. And Tondro's freaking out when he see this big giant demon killing a whole bunch of people or at least attacking and beating the heck out of them. And he's like, tell himself, act. You've got to act. You've got to act. You've got to act. And then he does. So he has to build himself up to it, which, which also shows the character development because he's been stuck before and unable to move. It's actually been the criticism he's done again. His resolve's not strong enough. He forces himself out there and he fights beautifully. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So I was just quickly looking to double check, and yeah, this adapts chapters uh, six and seven of the manga, and like usual, it's pretty dang faithful. If anything, they like add things to make more context, but I didn't notice anything on this. This one felt pretty one-to-one, but that's not a bad thing in this situation. Yeah, I think it helps that there's quite a bit of dialogue. Like yeah. in these, like two in the two chapters of the manga, so like it transfers enough to fill the given time. Now, the other thing that um, I know, so we mentioned earlier, um, Tondro's brother waking him up. This is a bit of a callback to um, last episode, episode three, where Makomo specifically tells him, "You've got lots of people around him." I'm wondering if his family's still there with him. I actually don't know the answer to that, but it seems like they might be. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like. Uh, metaphorical in a way, like they're kind of just there in spirit, and like right, he, he'll keep like the memories of them will keep on in his like mind and his dreams. Very well, could be. Um, they definitely had a goodbye message to him at, um back on uh, I think episode one. Um, but still, it's it was a cool moment to be like, yeah, I guess in maybe in an emergency situation, they're still there for him. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else there is to talk about it with this episode. I know there's just, <laughs> a lot of it is just crazy awesome action, which is really well done, and it and the the build up with the the hand demon just being the worst. Yeah, that hand demon, he is such a piece of crap. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I was watching with a friend of mine who I've been showing the show to, and. Oh man, he knew nothing about what was going on, and he's just getting worked. He's like, "Get him, get him, get him!" And when he's just get, when he dies, it's just like Ghost Crest. It's like that's the perfect end of this episode. Yeah, the guy's like facial expressions too is just like so sadistic. Oh, yeah, no, they they build up how terrible he is really well. Yeah, so like it's really satisfying when you see like Tanjiro just go up and like cut him. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it, it's also done so well that. It's the perfect cut point. <laughs> oh, God, I made a pun and I didn't even realize it's okay. I'm going to go hide in my hole now, in my pun hole. Pun master laser. <laughs> That's what I get for being too old. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to the next episode of the dub. It just continues to get better. Oh, God, yeah. The, these performances, I completely missed that point, but... It just kind of goes without saying at this point. This dub is one of the best I've seen in a long time. And I generally think dubs are pretty good. I'm a weird person who likes dubs more than subs generally. So my standards for dubs aren't super, super high. I mean, they're, they're, they're not low by any means. But this blows out 
most other dubs I've seen out of the water. And <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm taking it for granted, but oh man, Tondro's amazing. That we, we commented on the demon being amazing. Everybody is just on point. Um, I assume this is Bang Zoom. Yeah, it's Bang Zoom. They are doing some of the best I've ever heard them do. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I mean, if anyone has had any doubts about like uh, Zach Aguilar's like abilities as a VA uh, voicing Tanjiro, I think at this point, like most of those doubts are out the window. He's oh, doing yeah, a no, fantastic he, he job. Is Tanjiro, no question. I think Alien and I had a different guy in mind when we were reading the manga before you know Castles came in, but. Honestly, this is better than what I imagined. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, Natsuki Hanai, the Seiyu that voiced him in the sub, did a fantastic job. He really embodied the character. But uh, I think Zack is doing just as well, like, especially towards English audiences. I think this could be, like, the definitive way to watch Demon Slayer. I definitely feel that way. Um, I did like the the Japanese voice for Tanjiro because I did watch the first couple episodes and they really nailed him as well for, you know, the Japanese style voicing. But, oh, man, this is my preferred way to watch Demon Slayer at this point. Um, Still love that manga. Still be reading it as it comes out. Please patch that hole, Viz. Please patch that hole. One day, <laughs> the hole will be patched. Uh, or by 2021. <laughs> 2021. Yep, I'll, I'll be... I'll be. That means I'll be 40 when the hole is patched. It'll be great. Um, so, yeah. Um, the, 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 this dub is just amazing. Like, everything works well. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Any other final thoughts? I... The only other thing I can think of, because I've run through everything, and I'm like, uh, I really think it's cool that uh, Wisteria is kind of a barrier for demons. It doesn't really get more explained, um, at least as far as I know, but it's a cool concept that there's a regular flower that works. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's like kind of interesting. I think it is brought up a bit later, too, but I don't remember when. Yeah, you're you're definitely well ahead of me on the manga, so my knowledge is is limited to up through volume nine. Yeah, like I think like it's one of like several different like uh, demon repellents that are out there. Like they they go into it a bit like later too. I mean, yeah, but at the very least, it's a cool concept, and it's well seeded that that's a thing here early on, which is cool. I guess that's the only other thing I got for you. <laughs> I feel bad because I kind of went through everything real fast. Nah, I mean, like, I think we covered all the bases, really. I mean, overall, just a really amazing episode, like usual. Demon Slayer never disappoints, and uh, the hype only continues. Agreed completely. So, uh, yeah, I guess with all that said, we should uh, plug our stuff and get out of here. So, Laser, where can the good people find you? Uh, the good people can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, LaserKidPrime. And you can find me on the Toonami Faithful Discord chatting it up like a crazy person. Awesome. And uh, people can find me on Twitter at VLORGTZ. They can find my more manga-focused reviews over on old-comic.com, as well as my more Toonami-focused articles and reviews over on ToonamiFaithful.com. As far as the podcast goes, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, where we uh, put up all our updates about the podcast as well as a little bit of uh, 
Demon Slayer news whenever there's any uh, big news going around. Like, uh, currently the Demon Slayer manga is uh, predicted to surpass One Piece in yearly sales in Japan. Blasphemy! Although, if anything should do it, it should be Demon Slayer. But blasphemy! Yeah, I mean, if you told me three years ago that Demon Slayer would outsell One Piece in a year, I would, uh, I would think you're kind of insane. If you told me anything was going to outsell One Piece, I would call it blasphemy, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Titan and Seven Deadly Sins got close one year, but even they couldn't do it. But hey, looks like Demon Slayer might be the one to usurp One Piece. <laughs> Could be. So yeah, if you want to hear about things like that, uh, follow the Twitter. And of course, you can find the podcast itself on a multitude of different uh, podcast platforms. We're basically like everywhere at this point. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Anchor, which is our primary host. So yeah, if you just like try to look for us, you'll probably find us. So yeah, make sure to subscribe to us on whatever your preferred podcast platform is and uh, continue to keep up with the podcast. And that about does it. So we will see you guys later.